what held me back trying to break into the fitness industry is I just felt that I wasn't like desired as a, as an instructor or as a writer mm-hmm. as or as an instructor rather because I didn't look a certain way like mm-hmm. there aren't fat people on the podium like mm-hmm. larger bodies like are not on there and they never were when I grew up uh, so I just was like I need to either change how I look or change a goal because right now they're too like they're apart and I don't see them coming together mm-hmm. And then I just eventually, I kind of just got sick of, I was like, I'm burning on my candle at both ends. This is how my body is. Like I can either sit here in misery and not go after anything or just, just try anyways. Yeah. And I think the mental, the mental shift of saying, you know, I got one life to live. I'm not going to sit there being miserable in my own, in my own skin this whole time. I might as well, I already wasted like my youth being upset and not comfortable in my body. Like I don't want to waste my young adulthood too. Welcome to the Build with Braybeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change and making their own version of their very best life and teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Brabeck. Happy Thursday, and welcome back to the Build with Brabeck podcast. By the time you guys are tuning in, by the time this drops, you are almost there, almost a Friday. I hope you guys have had a great week and had a chance to enjoy the lovely little tease of early spring weather that we're having this week. Um, I know for myself, it is wild to see the change in my energy and my mood just because it's a little warmer and the sun is shining. Um yeah, welcome back to another week. Happy uh, Women's History Month. We're in it now. Um, earlier this week was International Women's Day, which is amazing. So I really want to take a minute because normally I kind of breeze through the intro and I know that um, I need to get more comfortable sharing just a little bit more. So that is what I'm doing. Um So yeah, I wanted to take a moment just to talk about International Women's Day and Women's History Month. I think that, you know, obviously amazing women in history and the amazing women in our lives, they should be celebrated all the time, not just one day. But I think this is a great time to encourage yourself, encourage your family, your partner. friends, whatever, to dig a little deeper because, of course, it's wonderful to, you know, post an Instagram and say, yay, women, I support you. Um, That's great, but also there are so many issues, and I think that it's a great time to recognize the progress that has been made, recognize the women that are responsible for driving that progress, um, but also a great opportunity to bring light and bring attention to progress that we still need to work on and issues that are still going on every single day. Um, You know, whether that's just general equality issues in terms of pay in corporate America, in terms of representation in companies, um, especially when you start to bring race into it as well. Um, You know, the uptick of violence against Asian Americans in our country throughout this last year because of COVID and the wonderful narratives that are lovely past president um, pushed out, but we don't need to waste any breath on him. Um, You know, sex trafficking, even in our country, it's a huge problem. Um, There are are obviously so many issues. So 
Um, I think that I might, if I can really gather some quality information, uh, write a blog post just kind of highlighting maybe some different resources, um, easy, you know, digestible, some document doc, documents, documentaries on Netflix, books to read, and then uh, maybe some different organizations that you can donate to or volunteer with, get behind. Um, so if there are issues or any of these issues that I mentioned are near and dear to your hearts, if you have information, recommendations, any of it, send it my way. Um, and I'll make sure to include that in my little roundup. All right. Um, yeah. So I think I'm going to start doing a little segment in the beginning. Um, and then also ask my guests it as well moving forward. Um, so growing up, my family, you know, when we weren't crazy busy with different after school activities and stuff, when timing worked out, my mom and dad really encouraged family dinners, which I appreciate. Definitely have a lot of fond memories of those times, but we'd always go around the table and say our highs and our lows, the best part of our day and the worst part of our day. Um, so I'm going to do that and encourage you guys to kind of reflect on that too. I normally like to do a little grateful um, or gratitude practice in the mornings and a journal, but this is a quick, you know, two second thought. Just think about it, take it in. Um, so my high I think would definitely be the weather and just everything that comes with it, taking longer walks outside. It just does wonders for the old mental health. And then my low literally just happened like 10 minutes ago. I was trying to make myself a little afternoon iced coffee, um, tried to shove a giant ice cube into a small wine glass because I was putting my iced coffee in a wine glass, did not realize how fragile that wine glass was. And I like smacked the top of it to get the ice cube to like break and fit. And the wine glass shattered and I stabbed myself in the hand. So, and like obviously immediately because I had a very dramatic reaction and like screamed and, and like bleeding all over the counter. And then Poe runs in so that I'm yelling at Poe to get back in the living room so he doesn't pose my dog if you don't know me. Um, so he doesn't step on glass. And then my boyfriend's on a work call and he's, you know, obviously trying to like not be disrupted on his work call, but also at the same time is like following behind me trying to pick up all the pieces of shattered glass. It was a mess, but also typical because I am a mess. <laughs> um, so yeah, think about yours. Maybe send them over to me. I'd love to share them. Um, but enjoy this interview. I um, obviously, you know, from the title of the podcast that I sat down with a fellow Boston fitness instructor. She is an indoor cycling instructor at The Handlebar, um, which is an amazing women-owned um, indoor cycling studio. They also have some strength classes as well. Um, but they just have – they've cultivated an amazing community. I've had really, really positive experiences every single time that I've gotten to ride there. Um, I have a lot of friends that are uh, very avid riders there. So it was great to sit down with her. We chat everything about – you know, her journey into the fitness world, body confidence, kind of how to pick yourself out of it on bad body confidence days. Um, we really dive into some inclusive fitness and fashion stuff, um, meaning inclusive of all sizes, big or small. Um, yeah, really great convo. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's just dive right in. Enjoy, guys. You may know her as Sweating Shirtless from her podcast, where she unpacks so many important topics and viewpoints from a body confident and inclusive lens. When she's not serving up major self-love and confidence tips, you can find her teaching indoor cycling classes at the handlebars, at the handlebar, always ensuring some fast beats and very sweaty rides. 
And while she has curated a beautiful, aesthetically pleasing Instagram feed, more importantly, she has curated an amazing space to promote inclusive fitness and fashion, where she reminds you to take up space. Welcome to the podcast, Mayor Doty. Yeah, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for hopping on. Did I miss anything? Obviously, there are no, so what many an intro. facets. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. We have many handlebars at the handlebars. So, yes. You know, it's all good. <laughs> and it's so funny. I feel like my Instagram has gone through many like identity crises. I'm like, it oh, took me so long to figure out like how people make it look cohesive. Right. Um, and then like someone finally like sat me down. They're like, this is what you do. And I was like, oh, and I feel like it, I mean, like as a person, you know, we all go through different like waves of yes. things you're focusing on. And like, I feel like when I first started teaching fitness, my Instagram was just like, I didn't really know what to post. It'd be like, here's like a picture of me doing fitness things yeah. with a weird caption like there was no like purpose to it so yeah it just takes a while to like find that place we you know grow live and grow yeah 100 <laughs> percent um all right well let's just dive right in let's start from the beginning so your fitness journey into fitness professional life Let's just start there. What was that process like? What drew you to it? All the things. Yeah. So I would say my fitness journey has been a long one. Um, growing up, I was never, I would say, I would never call myself an athlete growing up. Um, I tried a lot of sports throughout school, like middle school, high school, and I just, none of them really stuck. Um, and then one day, one morning in high school, I joined a gym and they're like, try spin class. And I'm like, all right, let me try it. And I just was hooked. Like, yeah, it just, what you, you just like try a workout and it just sticks with you. And it just speaks to your soul. Like, that's what it was. Yes. Like the music quality was crap. Like the bikes were crap, but like the actual <laughs> workout, like I really enjoyed. Yeah. And eventually I went through college and I still like found my way into spin. Like I never like these, like big boutique studios were not a thing back then at least for me no it like um, wasn't at all unless you lived in like california or like went to soul cycle in new york city next to like kelly ripa you know yeah like literally in college like i remember my spin instructor played um pandora and with the ads so she would never know <laughs> what song came on next and then like after three songs it'd be like Na, 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 na. and like she'd be like all right get off your bike and do squats <laughs> like, that is hysterical yeah but like to pass the test it was like a one credit course and to pass that course we had to just teach like a couple songs to the class so that was like my first my first experience going mm -hmm. in um and then after college I just kind of dug into kind of investing in myself really I hired nutritionist slash life coach and she helped me establish she really was the first one to show me how to make a goal and like right. hold myself accountable to it. And one of them was to be a spin instructor. And mm -hmm. she was like, I thought that was my like, you know, big, big goal. And she's like, this is the easiest one on your list, girl. Like, um, so I got as like, um, whatever it's called certified. And right. she worked at the gym and got me a, a slot at the local tiny like box gym in my, my hometown. And I was terrible but that's where it all started. I love it. No, I love that. I think that, I mean, something like that where you're like, this is my huge goal. It's unattainable. Like I'm not good enough, all the imposter syndrome things. And then like for someone to just like shake you and be like, you're already on your way to do this. Like it's very doable. <laughs> yeah. It just was, it's always I, like the most I've like worked on life and achieved something has always been, someone like coaching me to get there mm -hmm. that's why I always am a big proponent of investing in yourself investing in a coach to help you get there whether yeah. it be you know whatever it is even if it's just like a lot there's a lot of different coaches out there that you can hire but um as long as they speak to you they have credentials of whatever you're like trying to do it's always worthwhile in my opinion yeah. as long as you're like willing to put in the work and you're committed to it 100 percent. yeah that's my fitness journey um someone recently asked me they were 
we had like an icebreaker and I'm meeting there like what what's one of the most uplifting moments in your life and you're like on a drop of a hat I'm like I don't know right but one of what came to mind is I always remember the first time I ran a mile for the, for the first time just non-stop mm-hmm. that was in middle school yeah I had been like walking after work with the ladies in my neighborhood as like my first kind of step into fitness, trying Mm -hmm. to, to grew up really overweight and I was just really unhappy in my skin and my body. And I wanted, I knew I had to start moving. Um, So I, the neighborhood ladies were walking after, after dinner. So I'm like, let me join them. And after that, I just started jogging and then I joined the gym and um, I ran a mile for the first time in Planet Fitness in my little hometown gym. And I was like gonna cry in the gym. Yes. (laughs) And now like look at you like probably at that age you never would be like oh I'm gonna be a fitness instructor like I'm gonna be showing other people how to do it. That's so amazing. Yeah it's kind of funny it's I think at first when I wanted to become a fitness instructor it was almost selfish. I wanted to prove to other people and myself that I could do it and be Mm -hmm. the best and be the one on the stage and then I kind of, after that wore off and like, it just kind of changed into people saw, like were relating to me more and like saw something in me that resonated with them. And now it's really more like the more I push myself, the more I put myself out there, the more open I am, the more people can relate to me and like, and it helps them on their journey. So that's what pushes me to keep going. I can totally relate to that because like you said, like that, the self motivators, like they will burn out. And I mean, physically you will burn out because it's a very emotionally and physically taxing profession, but it's so rewarding to have those moments of someone, you know, coming up to you and maybe being like, Hey, I ran a mile for the first time today. And I never thought I could do that. Or like, I went to my first spin class and I was scared shitless, but like, I made it through and now I'm signing up for membership, like that kind of thing. I love it. Well, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so you started working at the gym in Boston and now you're working at a very notable fitness studio in Boston, um, that I think has had a really amazing footprint on the city, if you will. Um, so what was, that process kind of like and like how has that kind of catapulted that everything growth yeah yeah like going from big box gym to like the studio that I'm at now you're saying yeah um yeah so before I auditioned for handlebar I was working at um, Boston Sports Club which it was good at the time I kind of bopped around the whole city I had different classes at different locations and was very much on my own. I didn't have mm-hmm. like, no one was bopping in, giving me feedback except the people in class. And it right. was like a total like crapshoot of not even like instructor or like people attending the class, their love their levels, but even like, is my mic gonna work? Is the music right. gonna work? Like the support are the mics working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it yes. totally prepared me to be just ready for anything. So for most of the time I talk without a mic. So, you know, I, yes, I get, I can get gritty. Like I don't uh-huh. need the, the lights and the cameras and the action is just like icing on top. Like, right. um, but I had been riding at the handlebar for a while and I really liked the community there. They, we have just such an amazing close knit inclusive community and spin can, and studio fitness in general can be a really intimidating space, especially if you already feel like little uncomfortable yeah um but when I walked into the handlebar I I just stuck struck up conversation with the riders waiting and before class and everything and it just felt just different and when I saw that they had open auditions I threw my hat into the ring I had to write up a little answer a couple questions, put through my resume in, and then we had this like huge open call audition. There was like 150 or so people. We basically went in for a ride test 
was like the hardest ride 20 minutes of my life. It was yep. basically just like runs out of the saddle. All the lights on, the master instructors walking around with clipboards. They're like watching our feet. Yeah, like the, the most intimidating. Turns. So intimidating. Yeah. We didn't have towels. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not so alone. Fun. I'm like. I feel personally victimized because I'm so sweaty, sweaty when I teach, when I work out. Like, no, I need that. Yeah, like it's a hazard. <laughs> right. I will keep up, but like I need to dab a little. <laughs> yeah, I think they just like didn't have any clean at the time, but like it's just kind of like added to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of fun. I just saw people like dropping to their saddles, like during the runs. I'm like, all right, well, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. Right. I'll just keep going, Meredith. Don't stop. Yeah. Um, and then we had like a couple of callbacks after that. Um, and that was two years ago mm-hmm. when I found out that I got a spot in the training program. And then we trained for, I think, a little over six months and then got onto the schedule. It's amazing. It was intense, but so rewarding and so happy to be part of the team. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sometimes those moments you really have to just think like, okay, big picture, big picture, like get through these tough moments and then, you know, we'll make it there. Training for any, any student, any fitness thing is very intense. I'm sure as you know, it's, you get in shape very quickly (laughs) yeah no kidding yeah you're just like training and then you're like attending classes and just trying to get a feel for all the instructors and finding your own kind of way and it's such an amazing experience but I was so tired and just like (laughs) always sweaty so tired sweaty hungry like need a shower need a bath were needed constantly need a nap (laughs) yes I love it. Well, let's shift gears just a little bit. Um, So like on your Instagram and like, obviously your podcast, which we will talk about in a little bit, you're very open about your body image journey. Um, And so let's talk a little bit about, I mean, that, but like more importantly, in fitness, like being a fitness instructor, and like, how has that played a part? in how you see yourself and how, you know, you interact with your clients and all of it. Sure. Um, I mean, I think for me, what held me back trying to break into the fitness industry is I just felt that I wasn't like desired as a, as an instructor or as a writer mm-hmm. as or as an instructor rather because I didn't look a certain way like mm-hmm. there aren't fat people on the podium like mm-hmm. larger bodies like are not on there and they never were when I grew up uh, so I just was like I need to either change how I look or change a goal because right now they're too like they're apart and I don't see them coming together mm-hmm. And then I just eventually, I kind of just got sick of, I was like, I'm burning on my candle at both ends. This is how my body is. Like I can either sit here in misery and not go after anything or just, just try anyways. And I think the mental, the mental shift of saying, you know, I got one life to live. I'm not going to sit there being miserable in my own, in my own skin this whole time. I might as well, I already wasted like my youth being upset and not comfortable in my body. Like I don't want to waste my young adulthood too, you know? Yeah. So just shifting that perspective. I mean, some people I got denied from a lot of studios for whatever bullshit reason after auditioning, but you know, I found some that, that did take a chance on me. Um, Yeah. And you clearly ended up in the right place regardless. So yeah, totally. But I think like if I had auditioned for the handlebar a few years prior, I would not have been ready. Like mm-hmm. it's really takes a mental toughness to be up there and be so vulnerable. You, re- you really have to be confident in your own skin and, and know who yeah. you are and not try to be some heightened version of you or a different version of you because it just never conveys the right 
way and you no. don't feel authentic. I feel like the riders and the community doesn't feel like it's authentic and it's exhausting. Yeah. hundred percent. My best classes are when I just, I'm up there and I'm just my real self, not trying yeah. to be hype mare or emotional mare or gritty mare and just how I am yep. in that moment. I definitely feel that so hard. I think yeah. even like not even body image wise, but like when I first started teaching, especially there's something so different about teaching spin, especially in those studios, like in other classes, like when I teach at like everybody fights and I'm like in the boxing room or, you know, walk around the train room, people are focused on their own stuff. Like they're looking at a bag or like, okay, they're lifting weights at their station. And the first day that I was like on the podium and I looked up and there's like 50 eyes looking right at me, you're like, oh, like it takes something different. And I remember yeah. in the beginning, like, I don't know if I was really at that point where I was ready to like actually be teaching right there because I found myself like just recycling things that I heard other instructors say or feeling like oh, I should be doing this thing that that person does instead of just like what about what what do I just want to do right right I think we all go through that though totally there's, there's only so much they can teach you in training before you just get thrown into the fire and the more you like kind of try on the hats or like try on what other instructors say the more you realize what sticks and like what doesn't and you got to go through that it's like a growing pains kind of yeah a hundred percent and like I mean with anything like as you get older you're going to just become stronger like in who you yeah. are and your convictions and everything um but going back a little bit to some more of like the body image stuff I think that's so important what you were saying like instead of sitting here and just still trying to like you know turn yourself into something else or not going after something because you don't think that you're like the right fit for what exactly they're looking for. Like instead, no, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer and just going after it. I think that's, I mean, something that so many people can relate to. I think if you're a woman in our country and don't have any body image stuff, like you are a very lucky person because I think everything that we're fed from like day one, regardless of how good like parenting is and everything, like it's just one body type and mm -hmm. that's all we're really shown. That's all that's really celebrated, especially in the fitness world. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's woman or man, like I don't think there's anyone that is exempt from. Yeah. Yeah, right. Not um, even just women. Yeah, like 100%. just being like it's whether their body or anything, like everyone has insecurities. And the sooner that we realize it, the more human everyone feels. Even if like the most beautiful person in your in your eyes, like they have something going on with right. them too, you know, like a hundred percent. I don't know if you saw Jonah Hill posted on his Instagram yes. the other day. I thought that was great. He posted, um, Daily Mail had posted a picture of him in like a wetsuit and then him like changing out of it. And he was mm -hmm. basically like, screw you guys. Like you guys made me feel like I never wanted to take my shirt off at the pool growing up in the, in this eye. And like, I'm, now I can finally say F you. Right. Like, I'm happy with that, where I am. Like, I'm happy with my life. And like, you can't take a smile off my face from posting right. an unflattering pic. I mean, Daily Mail is notorious for posting just like the most unflattering right. photos. And it's like, just because a lot of those like tabloidy kind of magazines have slightly altered their language. So it's not like, I feel like when we were growing up, it was way more in your face like weight gain blah blah like yes. look at how horrible he or she looks and now it's like it's slightly shifted but like the goal is still the same yeah but i, I mean, loved I that he said that because like men don't really get that right like we need to give men the ability to like realize like they're they don't have to suffer in silence like, they're not alone in, right. in feeling like that like right we've all been through it they don't have to, it's like masculine, this toxic masculinity, yeah. toxic, everything's toxic, but um, <laughs> yeah, 
I, like growing up, like going to the, like, even like going to the grocery store with my mom, you know, like waiting to like check out and like all the magazines are on the other mm-hmm. side. It's like, lose this, this, what, do this diet, do this. Even the other day, it was, it was like, yeah, it was everything's that like, even the other day I was what, looking at magazines and it was like, Courtney, Courtney Kardashian's diet to lose 10 pounds in 15 days. It's like, are we all, right. are we still doing this? Are we still doing this? Yeah. Especially <laughs> like, when it's like, okay, the Kardashians were the ones promoting, what, what was it that they used to promote? Like in their tea. very, it's like skinny tea and like those like diet pills. It was like way in the beginning when they first started doing like, just, and all like the waist cinching Right, like all of it. Like, are we really still listening to them? They are not nutritionists. It's the same with like the Gwyneth Paltrow intuitive fasting shit. Like, yeah, I haven't even like dived into that. There's no, there's no need. There's no need. No, but it's like, are we still going to her for health advice? Like, she's an actress. She's not a dietitian. Yeah. Like, why? I know. We digress. Um, (laughs) Exactly. But. I just lost my train of thought. Um, But yeah, so with all of those things, I mean, I think that it's important to have a myriad of body types and races and all of that in those spots in fitness. Because, I mean, it's the same as like on TV and everything, like having people that look like you. (laughs) And a lot of times those people that, you know, that one body type, really tiny washboard ab kind of thing that you see a lot, most, not all the time, because I'm not going to generalize, but a lot of the time, those people are doing dangerous things to stay that size so they can stay in that spot. So I think that's huge. So I definitely like commend you for moving past your insecurities and knowing that like, this is what it should be. Um, But I mean, if you have any tips at all for people that are feeling that way or even just on like bad days, like we all have bad body days, like do you have anything that you kind of practice yourself or you could suggest for other people to do? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing you can do is if you consume a lot of social media, like like myself. We all do, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so you're being able to go through what you see on your follow page and just unfollowing accounts that make you trigger those feelings mm-hmm. even if it's your friend like mute their yeah. shit like right you can go look at it when you're in a in a better headspace but like just to like mm-hmm. pop up um you know you represent representation is so important for your own mental health and and well-being you want to follow accounts that you can identify with in some way, shape yeah. or form. And it's going to make you feel seen. It's going to make you feel heard. It's going to make you feel like validated in this world. So that was yeah. huge for me is finding accounts that have similar body types to me. Um, and just other, like there's other spin instructors. I found like a little community of spin instructors that like are kind of similar to me where you all just kind of like chat and, and, and talk about like, you know, like, we have a lot of photo shoots in the fitness world for our studios and they're like, mm-hmm. they're like, Meredith, like, what do I do when I have a photo shoot coming up? I don't know how to pose. Like, I don't want to look different than all the other girls. I'm like, you already do. So you just work with what you got. Like you can't change yes. how you look, but you can own your curves, you know? So yep. I think it's just, it, again, changing your mindset and, and curating what you consume so yeah consciously and subconsciously is huge yeah but getting down to like day to day if you're if you wake up feeling that that or you're catching a like a negative thought loop going on I mean you're gonna guess it but working out is like the cure-all I mean you work out in going for a nice walk outside throwing on a one of your classes online, you know, yeah. anything that movement is medicine. So yeah. that always helps me. Yeah. Getting out of your um, head into your body, all the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Movement, a good playlist helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of knowing your love language. I've been like obsessed with this I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> but I realized I saw it was like online on, on Instagram 
they were like, you can know what your love language is for other people, but you can apply that to yourself and how you love on yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mind blowing. I like, totally like, like I'm, I'm, um, acts of service Mm -hmm. and I was over here like trying to give myself love self-care like bubble bath situation just sitting there like okay so when does it (laughs) when is it better (laughs) (laughs) but then I was like oh like I need to like delegate tasks or like you know things like that it like Mm -hmm. really helps helps me out so under that even goes it just goes back to understand learning about yourself like take yourself out on a date you know figure out yeah. what makes you happy what makes yourself you laugh. a little bit yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> I love that so much and I feel like there's just like a lot in our culture and I think obviously it's getting like less so but when you're like tempted to do things like that it almost feels like oh I'm being selfish or like self-absorbed but like your relationship with yourself is the longest one and like the most important one you're gonna ever have so why wouldn't you invest in that? Totally. And always, even when we were talking about before with like the coaching and all of that too. Yeah. All of it. You know, the more you love on yourself, the more love you have to give to others. Yeah. And I think that's like, some people forget. It's easy to forget that. Totally. I mean, we're all so busy and just kind of trying to get through. <laughs> so, yep. so it's good yep. to take that step back. Um. But yeah, I like what that what you were saying about like curating your feed. And I feel like I definitely have started to do that more so in like the last year, especially like being home and like unfortunately spending more time <laughs> on social media because mm-hmm. we have more free time and everything. Um, do you have any accounts that you can like think of off the top of your head? Not to put you on the spot. If you don't, that's fine. Um but- yeah, I mean, I, for me personally, like this can be different than others, but one, one account I really love, she has like great style. Um, and just like the way she carries her Instagram, it like inspires me a lot. Her name's Rayanne Langus, I'm okay. going to say. I feel like um, yeah, she's just like, she's just like really like a cool girl. Yeah. Um, Ashley Graham always queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who else? I like this girl. She, her name's Choosing Chelsea. Okay. Um, but she's pregnant now. I can't always identify when people get pregnant. <laughs> I know. Well, we're not there. So. Um, the Burr's Papaya is really good too. Love Again, her. She just had a baby, but um, she's great. She like talks about everything. Like, right. she's like no no filter central, yes. but. Those are just a few. I, I do try to do a roundup every so often on my stories. We'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just post a few accounts that I like or inspire. And then that's like of all different shape, sizes, ethnicities, abilities. Like I yeah. try to find something for everyone that follows me that like will identify with because, um, you know, those people I mentioned, I, I identify with, but like you may not identify with them, but right. um, it just, I just am really focused on trying to make a space where everyone feels welcome. Like I felt Mm -hmm. growing up, like as a kid, whether it was in my head or in reality, I always felt like the outsider and I Mm -hmm. just want everyone to feel that way. Um, I'm trying really hard all the clothes that I feature on my Instagram and like my outfits that I want them to be like an inclusive size line. So it comes from extra, extra small to four X and above. Like if yeah. you're shop- if you're looking and you're inspired by what I, I'm wearing, I'm not saying I'm a fashion icon by any means, but <laughs> um, you know, like if you see something like, oh, I've been looking for something like that, I want you to be able to buy it no matter. Yes. I love that so much. And I was gonna it's ask actually, you about this too, because it's hard. It is really hard. And I mean it's nice to see some of my favorite brands moving in the right direction, but obviously most are not there. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's exactly like what you were saying, like how disappointing and frustrating and isolating that must feel to see like your favorite style blogger post a thing and you're like, need that jacket. Nope. Can't get it. Um, but so you were posting something the other day, 
um about a brand and i don't know if we want to like call them out or not i don't think it really matters either way yeah so airy we love them yeah they have great stuff however missed the mark a little bit on Mm. their recent um eating disorder awareness shirt right that's what it was yeah so they made a shirt with NEDA national eating association national eating disorder association yeah Yeah. um and it went from it was either extra small or extra extra small to extra extra large Mm -hmm. and no larger than that and it's just that's just not inclusive um like I mentioned inclusivity goes from extra extra small to 4x and above I think that's Um, important to note because I think a lot of people aren't aware of what that size range really is and like what to look for if they're specifically wanting to support those brands that are really hitting the mark on the head so well I mean you wouldn't know unless you had just it happened to you like if you have if you always wore a medium all you have to do is look for a medium Mm -hmm. and like ignorance is bliss you don't realize it but for most of the population, like the average size woman is, I believe, a U.S. 16. Right. That's 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 a extra extra large to one X size, I believe. Mm-hmm. So like that's not even in what we call straight sizes, which is extra right. small to extra large. Um, which is crazy. Like, yeah. How is so, that? How is it 2021? And that's still where we're at. <laughs> it's like, honestly, at this point, if a, if a, if a brand is coming out with a new line or a, a, there's a new clothing brand that's coming out and you're not being inclusive, it's like, it's embarrassing. It's like, right. really? Like you're, you're just excluding an entire massive part of the, right. of the consumer world here. Like, and it's like, you're only doing yourself a disservice, yeah, honestly, because really. it's exactly like what you said, you're missing a whole market. Like, like what, there's more money so good to, to you. <laughs> right. So it's just, it's just crazy to me. And like, when they say like, oh, the inventory, this, that, and the other thing, it's like, no, just make a few less malls or whatever right. the hell. Like, you Especially know, like, like a very big brand like that. Yeah. That has the resources clearly. Yeah. It's like whatever and like really if it's that's really your issue is like the up upfront cost then do a pre-order yeah right see yeah do a pre-order see what the the need or the want is there yeah have them probably pay up front and they'll like wait longer i've done it yeah i bought something and waited like three months for it to get shipped because they like got the order and then made the fabric and then cut it and whatever they did right, right, right. shipped it right well hyped up about this (laughs) no I love it I mean it's exactly what you were saying like you wouldn't know unless you've had to do it before but also so many people have had to do that and the fact that you know no one's really talking about it unless you're really looking for those conversations um that's why I want to talk about it here so I mean I did like your approach um to it because it's not like cancel done it's like okay i'm going to articulate my concerns give you a solution how are you going to respond that's what's really important so i mean i guess things that people can do when they see these or they want to see a change in a company yeah, I mean, commenting on their Instagram profile is like the, I think the most visible way to yeah. to show your feelings and have your voice be heard. Unfortunately, Ari never replied back to my comments and commented a few times, hmm. even though like, I, you know, I had over a hundred people liking yeah. my comment and they just ignored it. So that's disappointing to see from... Company, like Ari, I mean, when they're replying to other comments <clears throat> in 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 the feed, it's like we we know you see this, right? So that's disappointing. It um, is. But I don't know. It's like I don't have the answers. I'm just one person. Yeah. Um. I have had some success. Madewell did answer us. Mm-hmm. Um. Ari did not. 
And that's, those have been my only two. Well, I've also like kind of knocked on Carbon 38 store as well. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. Like I, I think that all we can do is just keep raising our voices and yeah. just like anything that we want changed, you know, it's not just sizes, it's, it's inclusivity in terms of, yeah. of showing more races in their, in their feed, like yeah. more body, different types of bodies, like different, like someone in like a wheelchair or, you know, someone 100%. hard of hearing or everything, you know, like everyone needs to be and should represented. be represented. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I just think it's like lazy of these companies. They just get big and they're like, well, we're already big. Why do we need to change? Yeah. People are buying anyways. And that's just sad. And it is, I find it especially disappointing that they didn't answer because they have taken such like a stance in the last like handful of years that they are showing more like unfiltered and like real bodies and all that stuff but like just because you did that a couple times like sort of like that's not you're not totally doing <laughs> it's not just right. like okay we're done now right yeah i mean to give them credit they did have done a decent job in the past they kind of started this with showing the untouched real bodies right um that thing but it's like was that performative because now you're stopping when it's getting realer like i don't right what and does like, real mean if 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 real doesn't exist above a size 14 right a hundred percent and like i i felt like when they started doing all of that it was really nice to be able to shop at a place that wasn't you know like a victoria's secret that legit only shows these like i mean it's the whole you know victoria's secret fashion show all of the bs like yeah but i don't know i mean i think that again your approach is such a great way to do it it's going to be seen by more people and it's going to give people that might not have had the confidence to speak up you know, more and more people were commenting and I think it becomes a little bit of a domino effect and a tidal wave. And yeah. that's kind of where change happens. So I hope that they eventually answer or do something, but. Um, I think that the, con like the consumer is changing. Like I, I would say our generation and like Gen, Gen Z is very vocal, yes. you know, they're very much like I am who I am and they like don't, they don't hide anything. They're yeah. like, like after college, I went and like deleted all my photos with like beers and stuff. They're like yeah. on TikTok, they're like, who knows what they're doing, but um, yes, they're just very vocal. And I think that like the consumer is changing for these companies, yeah. at least in these age groups where they are demanding change. Like they yeah. are demanding like, companies that do stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. I mean, Parade, the underwear company, Parade, the um, ambassador for is an, a great example of mm -hmm. their um, really environmentally conscious. Everything is recyclable and compostable, um, wicked inclusive. Like they just pull from like their their ambassador base as models, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're just always like designing and doing cool stuff. I'm like, are you sure you want this, this old lady as an ambassador? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not old. <laughs> I know, but they're all like, we might college, not be Gen Z, but <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm, I'm in my twenties. All right. right we are more, fine. Six more months. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're not there yet. It yeah. is fine. <laughs> Oh, no, I love that. Um, okay, well, and I feel like that's kind of, I'm going to assume why you started your podcast and like speaking up on your social platforms and all of that. So let's talk about the podcast. Yeah. Tell people about it, why you started, what you've learned from starting it. Yeah, I mean, so workout with uh, sweating shirtless is I started it less to hear about what I have to say. Like I less to talk for myself to talk. I wanted to hear other people's voices and just mm -hmm. give other people a platform to 
speak on what they're passionate about. If, even if we have a difference in opinion or a similar opinion, um, just to give people who aren't as vocal on Instagram or whatever it is totally. um, a chance to speak up on just anything from what we were talking about today, body confidence, or well, there's one that we talked about. It has, it's not um, released as of yet, but it will be later this month. Um, just on how the fitness industry and the fitness community is kind of like at a little bit of crossroads with the pandemic and, and everything that's been going on in 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, whatever it is, whatever fires up, these guests that I have on, I want to talk about it. Um, and it's just fun to just sit down and chat and, and listen to other people's perspectives and, yeah. and, and, and lift up other voices, which is why I started it. I love it. I mean, I can definitely relate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can definitely relate. Um, and it's fun just to kind of like network with new people that are in kind of like the same space that you're in that you might not really have a chance to have those conversations with. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah. I mean, it's just nice to sit down like with, with like minds and, and, and talk through like real stuff, not just yeah. like, right. Like question, like little filler questions or whatever yeah. it's called elevator chats. Or, yes. You know what 100%. I'm to say? 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, okay. Just for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a little rapid fire round, kind of like a this or that sort of thing. Oh my um, gosh, I had this prepared for you too. That's so funny. Oh my God, I love <laughs> it. I feel like yours is probably better than mine. I was having a really hard time thinking of questions. So we'll see how it goes. Um, okay, first things first, pretty easy. Dunkin' Starbucks or like a local Boston cafe? Uh, Dunkin's. Dunkin's, what's your order? Go to um iced coffee with almond milk medium easy easy medium <laughs> medium sun <laughs> i love it favorite song or artist to ride to currently beyonce always always a specific song i mean like there's so many i really like the new blackest king album but mm-hmm. like i also would let, just played a live version of crazy in love and that was just like really yes. fun to play too always fun it's always such a crowd pleaser People yeah. go crazy. Always. Yes. Um, okay. Savory or sweet? Savory. And what's like your go-to savory? Pizza. Mm, same. All day. <laughs> Every day. Um, go-to movie when you need a good laugh? Um, well, I'm not a big movie person, but okay. like New Girl, Office. New Girl. Yeah. Always. Schmidt. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, well, go to show or movie when you need a good cry. I hate crying on purpose, <laughs> so nothing. Okay, that's fair. I'm like, Potter I? makes me cry sometimes. <laughs> like everything makes me. Cry. I am so like I'm wicked empathetic, so like everything makes yes. me cry. Like mm-hmm. music makes me cry. Like I, I just won't like mm-hmm. even go there. I like, I'm gonna invest time. It's not to be. <laughs> crying <laughs> I am the same but also sometimes like when you just need that release girl I'll get to- that release no matter what I don't need a tv show to <laughs> get me there fair enough all right um workout must have like if you're teaching a class or doing a workout like is it certain like music your hair in a certain way certain outfit setting um Hmm. Or even like pre-class rituals, anything. Pre-class rituals. Let me see. Making a playlist at the last minute, so I'm scrambling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, best under fire. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just an outfit that makes me feel like feel put together. I would say. Yeah, love it. Um, favorite post or pre-workout fuel. Um, I would say spin and mimosas is the best combination. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, most embarrassing moment of your adult life. Um, embarrassing moment of my adult life. Or like confession kind of thing. Like maybe it wasn't like a public embarrassing. 
Let me, Dave, what was my most embarrassing moment recently? <laughs> he says, I got nothing. I got, I mean, you don't have something. Um, I'll give I'm, you a couple. I embarrass myself all the time. Yeah, just, I mean, just myself in general. And some people like just don't get embarrassed either. So I'll ask that question and they're like, I just physically don't. I'm like, I wish that I could. No, I get embarrassed. Yeah. I think I just black it, like block it. Black it on out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, you also, I believe, on social are kind of open about like your dating um kind of like journey i feel like you talked about a little bit like meeting your partner on yeah dating up do you have like a worst dating story i didn't have a bad experience so dave and i met on tinder and i was on hinge and bumble and tinder whatever everyone's on um i honestly didn't have too many bad experiences there was just there was one date where i just knew that it wasn't a match from the, I didn't even like I got a water at the bar and, I, and they were <laughs> like do you want another one and I was like you can and then I left good <laughs> I was, yeah it was just I just wasn't feeling it but yeah all the other ones are fine that's great yeah that's lucky I know I feel lucky I don't know what I what I did differently but hey I don't know whatever works um biggest like bathroom floor moment or like bump in the road in like your adult life that you feel like kind of pushed you in a in a good direction um i think so my whole i went to school for children's book illustration oh that's so cool and um yeah so right after school i tried freelancing and it just was really not happening. I mean, I, I illustrated a few books, but it's just, as you can imagine, it's very hard to break into that industry or maybe yeah. you can't imagine, but it is very hard to break into that industry. And like anything creative, it just, it like, is. Um, so, and then that not real, not being able to move out of my parents' house, it's kind of like at butting heads with my parents yeah. and, um, just kind of feeling like a failure. I kind of lost my passion for art for a while just because it was tied to a paycheck and I wasn't mm-hmm. getting that paycheck. And I just was like, let me start over. And I got a job at my, my now company mm-hmm. almost five years ago. But I think that was just like, I just was a bathroom floor moment for sure. Yeah. And it was, it was the summertime and I was just like, and this is not this isn't happening right now this is not working let's yeah. pivot yeah and i think that's a huge part of your 20s especially when your dreams are tied to creative things like that that don't have linear like a linear path of like i get this job and then i work my way up the ladder and then you know whatever um do you still do any illustrations like for funsies or freelance at yeah, all? I don't freelance. I say I retire from any art associated with money, but that's fair. Um, <laughs> um, just because of like everything, but I yeah. I do paint for myself. I usually will kind of paint from my travel photos. I don't haven't been traveling, but yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll usually paint something after I go on a trip to kind of memorize like remember it by yeah That's i love that so my, much yeah so I fun a collection behind my couch of <laughs> well speaking about traveling first place post covid which like it feels like we are just inching our way there mm. where are you going like whether it's traveling a certain restaurant a club any of it God, just give me a spin class with like 45 sweaty bodies like right yes. next to each other. Like, yeah. Let me like throw my water bottle on people. Like, I miss those like crazy times. So the width, the mirror is like all fogged up. Yes. Oh, I know. Hot, sweaty. Yeah. That. I miss that. I know. It's like obviously such a blessing that we're able to do, like, we're able to move in person. 
and be together in real life, but there is something different about the energy when it's maskless and not, packed. yeah, packed, no barriers. All right. No barriers. And um, besides riding at the handlebar, your favorite workout to do? I like lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Feeling strong. Yeah. Um, and then any books, podcasts, like resources, documentaries, anything that either you've been loving right now or that maybe you read years ago and it really resonated with you that you'd recommend? Um, I just read a book. It was called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I heard have that was good. That? I have not read it. It's on yes. my list. It was good. Um, it was written by the same author of Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, I don't think I, I realized I think that. Yeah. I could cool. be completely wrong. Um, <laughs> but even if it wasn't, Elizabeth Gilbert is great. And she has an amazing TED Talk about um, finding your muse and like finding like the, your creative inspiration and how you you have to still show up for it it to show up like it's like its own little thing and you're its yeah. own th little thing you still have to go to work even if it's not there yeah it's a good um it's a good one I love that all right um and then hype yourself up where can everybody find you Instagram at mayor <laughs> underscore Doty uh workout with mayor.com and um find me on TikTok I have like five videos and they're terrible Yes. I mean, that's like the journey of being a late oh 20 gosh. something on TikTok. Like times like, are hello. tough. Hi. How, does um, this, how do you use this thing? I do not belong here. Like <laughs> the TikToks that are like just the eyes. It's like, I am lost. That's, that's us on TikTok. Like, please like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me one like. All right. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This of has been course. so fun. So fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. Love that. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbrayback.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.